to say welcome to all of the lovely new people in the chat room. I've uh, just a couple of, uh, I don't know, maybe they're not new people. Maybe they're just people that I have different username on YouTube. Um, he's new, I believe. Dave, um, also new. And some of our regulars. Welcome, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Um... So, I'm going to do this intro. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of Fallout Off the Record. We hit the big old 6-0, and tonight we have another special episode for you guys. It is part 7 of the Unusual Suspects that we started way back when. All about the lore and history and quests of the companions of the Fallout universe. And tonight is all about the faction companions, i.e. Preston Garvey, Deacon, Paladin Dance, and X, X688, which me and Shaleen seem to know nothing about. Um, so, yeah, before we get started... Oh, by the way, I was saying when you guys couldn't hear, and I was actually exclaiming about the audio quality now, uh, I downloaded a few new mods, because after tonight I'm going to do a Frost run, which, for those of you who haven't caught our past episodes, Frost is the uh, sequel, I guess you could say, of Dust, the insane survival mod for New Vegas those same guys they created frost for fallout 4 and they recommended a bunch of different um mods this is really strange why is everything white i don't understand um maybe it's a snow thing did i download a I snow don't, it looks snowy it looks snowy for sure i'm going to assume it's a snow thing anyway uh the one of the things that i did download this is like a nice little winter wonderland, really. Um, one of the things that I did download was a new audio mod, which makes the 10mm pistol sound gorgeous like this. So, yeah. Uh, and a reverberation mod. So I'm going to have a lot of fun shooting at things. Too bad I'm playing an unarmed character right now. Or a melee character, at least. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and get started. Tonight, we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you are looking for headphones or earbuds to make things sound pleasant in your eardrums, and, uh, and yours just aren't cutting it. Head to tweakedaudio.com to pick out your favorite pair of earbuds or headphones. They have a bunch of different styles and selections for your lifestyle. Once you pick those out and head to the checkout, enter our code, which is off the record, all one word, and you'll receive 30% off from free shipping worldwide. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com. And enter our code off the record, which is all one word, to receive 30% off and free shipping worldwide. We are also sponsored tonight by Audible.com, your number one source for all things audiobooks. And if you go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and sign up for their free 30-day trial, you'll receive a free audiobook of your choosing. And tonight, Shaleen recommends... Crazy Horse and Custer, The Parallel Lives of Two American Warriors by Stephen E. Ambrose which is a story that follows uh, Crazy Horse and Custer from birth to death. And uh, it's really interesting seeing some of the parallels and the differences in these two gentlemen. Awesome. I can't imagine they'd be quite different. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's a weird book for you to recommend, by the way, because that has nothing to do with, like, wastelandy things. 
No, it doesn't, but I read it, and it was good. Awesome. That does sound very intriguing as a history. Yeah, most of the books, in the beginning, I tried for the books to always be wastelandy, and that ended a long time ago, Rick. (laughs) I thought you were going to say most of the books I recommend are pretty good, so you went in a different direction than I thought. (laughs) So anyway, if you want to get that book, head to audibletrial.com slash Network and sign up for their free 30-day trial, and you can get that for free. Tonight, you can also sponsor us personally by going to patreon.com and signing up for one of the rewards there. That would be grand. You can also uh, help us out financially by clicking our Amazon link on our website. And every little purchase that you make on Amazon, so make sure to turn on one-click purchase, by the way. Every purchase that you make on Amazon, a little piece of that gets sliced off and sent our way. Also, non-financially, you can just share us on your social media. Send us emails, like, subscribe, and retweet, and uh, just, you know, genuinely, generally interact with us online. So, yeah, we're always talking and chatting about different things that we're doing. But, all right, that's it for our ads. Shaleen, what can the good listeners expect to hear tonight? We've got a tiny little bit of news. We have some rumors and speculation in our post-National Enquirer section. We've got a few gameplay stories and, of course, the lore of the companions of Fallout 4 and a weapon of the week and some user emails. User emails. Listener emails. (laughs) Awesome. It sounds exciting. So without further ado, let's get into our news. I don't I can't do the thing. So what happened in the world? That was a really good bumper. (laughs) Really good news bumper there. (laughs) So what happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shaleen? Before we jump into the news, let's just check in with the chat room. Ah. Um, so we've got um, Vendertron is not happy with your snow mod because it's reminding him of his snowy home in <laughs> Canada. I wish it was snowing here in Pennsylvania. Ugh, that's no. Snow is the worst. Okay. <laughs> I didn't uh, even know I put a snow mod on. I I. I, I don't know how this is here, actually. I think I remember there being snow last week before we went live, and then you shut it off. Oh, maybe it's part of the True Storm season things that I forgot that I had on. Maybe that's what it is. I'll bet. Anyway, it's awful snowy in the Commonwealth. Well, it is Boston. Yeah. It's a, nu- so. it's a, it's a real nuclear winter this time. And listener Niener Gorf uh, says that I picked the bo- best books. That one's great. So, um See, I, I now have the uh, the support of the listeners for the book pick of the week. I never had any uh, doubt in you, Shaleen. Okay. So shall we carry on with the news? Um, we have not very much news. Fallout Shelter has been updated for Halloween. So it's all decorated. All of the uh, diners and living areas have the little Halloween spooky decorations up. And you can get the uh, Halloween-y type costumes, the ghost costume and the skeleton costume in the lunch boxes currently. And there is a Halloween quest line now available. I am on mission four out of five of the Halloween quest line. It's pretty cute. I really enjoy the Fallout Shelter quests. Awesome. I haven't played it yet. Wow, that clicker mod is terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. Not to mention they yeah. look absolutely hideous now. Whew. Yeah. They look the same. They don't look that different. What? What? Got Looks the same. Little faces. Look at that. Nah, forget it. Yeah, they always have little faces. Whatever. I don't know. But the sound is terrifying. It's fun. And we've got the uh, 
power armor figure from 3-0. Uh, we've talked before about 3-0's um, power armor figure that was $400. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I was very uh, upset about that price point because that meant I couldn't afford it. Right. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous figurine, and it was $400. $400. Yeah. So expensive. And they've released another one that will have the Adam Katz paint job, and it's gorgeous, and it's based on the Lady Soul Survivor. It has some different weapon options, and all the parts are detachable, and I really want one, and it's $400. I could see you justifying that in some shape or form. You know, Rick, I tried. I really tried, but I just can't, you know. What, I did see that tweet that they put out, and it, I saw it was the Adam Katz armor, and I was like, well, Shaleen's going to be in debt for a little while. <laughs> I thought for sure I you I thought about it. Up. I thought I, about it, but... Yeah. That's that's a hard price point. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. That's so expensive. I could get a, a VR machine for that. VR. Uh, <laughs> just as I say that, Joseph Tao uh, posts in the chat, I just bought the PSVR instead of a figure like that. <laughs> How are you liking PSVR, Joseph? Tell us in the chat. And the final news item um, came from our unofficial third host vendor, Tron. There is a holiday sweater, a Fallout official holiday sweater for sale. Um, I believe he posted an Amazon link to that, and it's pretty cute. Little uh, Fallout-themed holiday sweater if you would like to wear a, uh, a Fallout holiday sweater to your holiday parties. Pretty funny. I, uh, I'm tempted to buy. Uh, although I feel like they missed the, I feel like they missed an opportunity with putting pine trees on there when they should have been like little uh, mushroom clouds. <laughs> that's fantastic. Then again, even little dried up like sticks, you know, little <laughs> little dead, dead pine trees. But they're evergreens. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, a cushioned boiled leather left leg. I will take a boiled leather left leg. Say that ten Sounds times fast. So yeah. Uh, awesome. Is that all the news we have? That's it, Rick. That's all the news we have. I have a little bit of news, and this is a little in inside baseball, I guess you could say. Ugh, wrong button. My news is that my board is fixed. Woo! Uh, so hopefully... In the upcoming couple of weeks, I will have it all put back together, and everything will be hunky-dory. That's wonderful news. That's really wonderful news. It's only been like a month. A month? It's been longer than a month. Has it been longer it's than a It's been like 14 years, <laughs> at least, I would say. Man, I don't know how we're only on episode 60, then. Why can't I pick um, this rock? Your board died. Yeah. Like... It was before, wasn't it before we did interviews? We had all those interviews. I think we had the bad audio for Stephen Russell. We That's did have been a, forever ago. We did have the bad uh, audio for Stephen Russell. Um, was that? That's not the first interview we've done, though. We did Jonah Loeb before that, I believe, didn't we? Yeah, but that was a really long time ago. Okay, well. Yeah. Um, but yes. But anyways, it's been forever, and I'm so glad that it's repaired. So glad. Me too. I can't wait to go pick up the module and put everything back together and have my board back. So that's it's gonna that's... be fantastic. All will be right with the world. That's all I have. Okay, Codsworth, thank you for saving my butt. 
So now that we're kind of out of the world of official Fallout content, we've had to bring back our uh, post-National Enquirer rumors and speculation section. And I have an item for that section um, this week. We've got um, on the Steam database website, a new DLC has been added in the Fallout 4 DLC section. Now, nobody get excited here. Nobody get excited. They have said over and over that Nuka World is the last official DLC. But there is something in there. And uh, what could it be? Um, my thoughts were it could be something like 4K support or VR support or uh, maybe uh, some additional assets to add to the game to sort of help out the uh, modders who can't use external assets for PS4 mods. Something like that. Um, it could be any of those things. It could be some kind of a weapon pack or something. It could be nothing. It could be nothing at all. Other Bethesda games have similar items on their Steam database, and uh, they have never come to any kind of fruition. It could be something they're doing behind the scenes in-house. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't get my, my hopes up on this one, but it could be something. Yeah, you actually brought this to my attention um, the other day, and uh, I, I don't have high expectations that this will turn into anything tangible. Mm-hmm. Sadly, and something exploded. Yeah, that was a pretty weighty-sounding explosion. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't feel like anything will come from this. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. There was... Uh, a little bit of news today, uh, Grafuffle mentioned, but Pete Hines said it's something. I don't think that's exactly what he said. I think what he said is that they haven't said what it is. That kind of implies that it's something, but I don't know. We may never find out what this is. It may be just something they're they're testing with. I don't know. I don't think it's anything to get too excited about, but I did think it was definitely worth mentioning. You know, this feels like um, not terminal, not vats. This feels like Christmas time when you're a kid and you you feel like your parents hint that you have another gift after you've opened everything. <laughs> and like you're hoping and wishing and they keep telling you, no, we don't have anything else for you. We want to put you up for adoption anyway. And yet you still believe that they love you. It feels like that. <laughs> Yeah. Where it's like, but I want it to be real. And they're like, it's probably not real. I don't know. And how did that make you feel, Rick? <laughs> I'm not saying that happened to me. Although one, one Christmas, my parents weren't going to give me the walkie-talkie set that they bought for me. But then I like found it behind the couch, and they had to give it to me. Oh, wow. They weren't going to give it to you? No, because they said it was cheap, and they were just going to like take it back to the store. I think. I don't quite remember. Sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. <laughs> Very interesting. You're reading into that a little too much, I think. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your gameplay? <laughs> Wait, that was it? That's it. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that that was a thing and uh, speculate on what it could be. I think it's most likely to be something like um, additional assets, maybe to help help with the... The PS4 mod situation, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll find out. I'm sure if it just disappears or turns into something. I, you know, I th- was it last episode that I think I had vented my frustration that we only got really two DLCs for this? Yes. Because they usually do things in... So maybe they heard that and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh. Oh, gosh, Rick's not happy. We got to fix this, guys. All hands on deck. Look, they could just make me happy by giving me a job. <laughs> <laughs> If Arwen jumped into the chat room to hey. say hi. What'd you so say? Hello. I cut off. hello, Varwin. Wasn't it his birthday just recently? Or am I getting yes, that confused? Yes, he did recently have a birthday. Happy yeah, birthday, Varwin. Happy belated birthday. But all right, my gameplay uh, this week consisted of Mass Effect crashing on me every time I landed at Novaria. A little bit of Insurgency, Division, and me getting frustrated with Mass Effect every time it crashed on Novaria. So, yeah. Paladin Dance. What happened with you this week? <laughs> well, uh, I did have a bit of time for some Fallout 4 this week. Well, I play a lot of Fallout Shelter, too. I'm, I'm big back into Fallout Shelter. Playing it all the time. Um, and my top moment in Fallout Shelter this week was building a fire hydrant bat for pegs. Oh, that's right. The We're uh-huh. Alive cast. Yeah, from We're Alive. I, I was so excited. I... Uh, I actually tweeted a picture of, of Pegs from We're Alive at the We're Alive Twitter, and they were like, oh, no, you know, you've got to take away that gun. She can't be wielding a, a gun. You know, you need to give her, like, a baseball bat or a pool cue or something. That's true. And this week, I gave her the fire hydrant bat, and she is now the toughest dweller of God with this fire hydrant bat. Um, a fire hydrant bat? Yes, you know, like the Raiders have? No, I don't think I've seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh, it's so yeah. funny. It's a, a baseball bat with a fire hydrant on the end. Wow. That seems yes. heavy. Yes. And she swings it like a beast, man. She's a champ with that thing. Go Pegs. Yes. Taking out the Raiders. No worries. Go Pegs. And something I wanted to talk about with the Fallout Shelter. There's something from Fallout Shelter that I really want to see pop up in the next entry in the Fallout series. You can talk to the raiders sometimes before they turn hostile when you're on quests. And now and again, you can even sort of avoid the hostilities um, if you say the right thing. Hmm. And I would really like to see some more dialogue options with raiders and that kind of thing and ways to resolve things peacefully. Um, Fallout 4 kind of had this theme of raiders being people, too. That's something I've talked about a lot. And I'd like to see some ways of using diplomacy when dealing with them in previous Fallout games. So you can have that one for free, Bethesda. <laughs> I know they've taken everything else from us. More robots, etc. Yeah. Our hopes and dreams, all those things. If taken from us. She said that, not me. Gerfuffle said, uh, like what the behemoths have? Yes, it's it's basically a smaller version of what the behemoths have. Aww. So, it's quite funny. Uh, and I am starting to have some crashes in Fallout Shelter. I don't know if it's because I have too much uh, in terms of buildings and, uh, like, rooms, you know, and too many inventory items. I don't know. But it's starting to, to have some crashes, so I hope that gets better. I'm making some good progress toward collecting all the weapons and outfits in my uh, in my index. So 
That's going well. Nice. Nice. So fun. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. And I've jumped back into Nuke World. Um, first things first, I want to talk about the Hibology quest. Do you think we can we can drop our spoiler moratorium on Nuke World now? We dropped oh, yeah. it in the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been over a month. So if you're somebody who's going to be disturbed by a side quest spoiler for Nuke World, maybe drop out for about five minutes. <laughs> um... So I went to do the Hibology quest over again uh, because one of our listeners, I believe it was Jess, told me that there was a different ending. So did you play the Hibology quest, Rick? I haven't played uh, Nuka World since I killed everyone with Nate. I, I, right. Yeah, I had, meant, I had meant to make a uh, character that was more raider-oriented, but I just haven't gotten to a high enough level. Yeah. Well, in that case, do you mind if I uh, if I spoil the Hibachi quest? Oh, yes, I absolutely... No, I don't care. <laughs> okay, Rick. So, you know about the Hibologists, because we talked all about them a couple of episodes <laughs> right. ago. It's like we were obsessed with them for an episode or something. Yes, and I you meet the Hibologists, and they ask you to collect some spacesuits for them, and mm. you collect the spacesuits, and then you bring them back to Dara Hubble... And uh, she uh, asks you to take over a uh, spaceship for her so that they can fly it to space. And, of course, this spaceship is not really a spaceship. It's a ride, for a Nuka World ride. Oh, and poor girl. So you take it over. You take over the spaceship. And she asks you to put some fusion cores in to power it up. So I put in the fusion cores. And I started up the ride, got in there with them, started up the ride, and their heads explode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I tried it a couple of times, and I was really frustrated. I was like, I don't want them to die. And I thought, well, I guess that's just how this quest ends. And I was really sad about it. And I looked online, and it seemed like everybody else was having the same experience until Jess told me that you need to follow the directions. Follow well, that because seems like it's a Dara Hubble says, please install three fusion cores. And there are four fusion core slots. Wow. Me being me, I filled all the fusion core slots and the ride went too fast and it exploded their heads. <laughs> but if you install only the three fusion cores, then the ride plays and they feel like they've had a... Uh, a sort of religious experience and they're all happy. And she gives you some ammo for your alien blaster and tells you to just, you know, um, go on, hang out. They're going to work on this for a few months and they will send you some, a message when it's time to make the great journey. So you can go along because you are of course, a hubologist. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I too have had a similar experience on the Superman at uh, six flags America. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> I just, ah, I was so frustrated when I realized that it was just me ha filling all the fusion core slots that killed all those people. I would have assumed that you, of all people, would have followed the directions to a T. And it would have been well, me who would have been like, oh, look at all the slots, fill all the slots. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, I, 
I tend to not follow directions, Rick, because I, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing most times. <laughs> I, I definitely have an inflated sense of confidence pretty often. And, uh, I'm going to give you the same, the same sort of, uh, the same sort of discussion ex- explanation of this that I gave to Jess on Twitter. When I was in elementary school, the teachers used to give us these pop quizzes, right? And uh-huh. it would be this whole, you know, tricky subset of uh, of questions. And uh, the teacher would tell you, okay, read the entire test through before you start it. And, uh, of course, I never did that. I would just blaze through this test, you know, just... <laughs> My number two pencil, I would just blaze through it, and I would get to the bottom. And the uh, the final line says, write your name at the top of the paper and then put your pencil down. Uh... And I always failed those quizzes every time, always, because I just – I couldn't – I couldn't – I didn't have the patience to go through all of it. I would just – I would want to answer the questions and get it done. That's and – that's the kind of person I am, and that is why I, I killed all those hobologists. Every time. Yeah. Um, so that's how that happened. I thought it was going to be like one of those things that, like, the very first thing it says, write your first name, your first name last, your first name, or what is it? Last name first, first name, middle name last kind of things, mm-hmm. where it's like your name's just written backwards um, kind of deals. At, at school, I have those same kind of pop quizzes where, it, uh, yeah, they get you. Mm-hmm. The trick questions. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Um, I've never been in ArcJet without having an advanced hacker level perk. Okay, turn to the left. Turn to the left. And see that computer? Wow. Look at that. There you go. Uh, you know what? I actually did this. had the same issue when I did a Let's Play here. And it was actually Archon who showed me that terminal. Oh. So I can't even take credit for, for showing you that. Thank you, Archon. I only remember it so well because uh, I was trapped in this room on a Let's Play. Whoa. Well, thank you, Archon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyways, I, I redid that Hubology quest, and that was good. And I lost the save when I had started to actually take out the raiders, so I had to start that all over again. And this time I did the pack first, and Ah. I really struggled in that fight, Rick. I had a hard time. And I usually don't have much trouble on my main character. I have a ton of armor and powerful weapons and many chems, and I usually don't have much trouble. But I just died over and over and over trying to uh, to take out the pack until finally I found a good place to hide and uh, and watch the epic firefight between Mason and Dance. I'm trying. And uh, Paladin Dance won. I'm trying to think. The packs are those the like they like torture and stuff. They're the animal ones. Oh right, right, right. Gotcha. I was going to say, I had trouble with the people who were torturers. I can't remember what those were. Yeah, the disciples. Yeah, those I were I also tough. have a problem with them. Those were tough. I thought they were going to be they were going to be hard, so I saved them. I went for the pack first, and that was maybe, maybe not the best idea. <laughs> but at the pack, they have all these people in a cage and these people in the slave collars that are, you know, being made to work. And I, I just hate that, and I tried to free them, and... 
they just kept on sweeping the whole time we were having this big fight. The captives just kept sweeping the floor, and I was I was kind of frustrated with that. Yeah, yeah. that goes back to my original frustration with some of the uh, choices that you have or mm -hmm. really don't have in some Bethesda games, where it's like, you know, when I killed everyone, um, all of the raiders and stuff, and freed everyone. They're like, great, now we can see about getting these collars off. And they all just went back to normal with the collar still on, mm -hmm. but all the raiders dead. Mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, Gerfuffle mentions that the pack has Harambe. Yes, I <laughs> think. They do. They have Harambe. And Harambe is a, a ghoul Rilla. <laughs> oh, and my gosh. Is that what it's called? Yes, a ghoul Rilla. <laughs> he was in his cage at the time that I attacked, and I was going to leave him be, but Paladin Dance just could not suffer this creature to live. <laughs> yeah, so Dance killed Harambe. I, uh, right. I, think, I think we talked about that when um, I was talking about my playthrough of Nuka World, that I killed everyone, and I said that I had killed Harambe because it was just a red dot on my compass, and I turned and was like, Rah! fire fire and then i realized it was a, uh, a gorilla in a cage mm -hmm. yeah i remember that that's really all i had time to do uh this week mm. awesome well you had more time to play fallout than i had mm -hmm. i also i played a bunch of um i played a bunch of gears of war and that was fun <laughs> uh yeah you're really excited for that to come out mm -hmm. yeah I had a ton of fun playing that co-op with my mom. So, awesome. yay. Well, awesome. Eight I hope to have a little bit more gameplay stories uh, come next week. Mainly because... Did I say that? No, I did not say it on the stream here tonight. I no, you should talk about it. Yeah. So I downloaded a whole bunch of mods, uh, including Frost. Which Frost is the, the guys who made Dust for New Vegas, which is a super hardcore survival mode. Uh, they made Frost for Fallout 4, and I'm going to give that a shot after, not live stream it, but I'm just going to play it for a little bit um, after after uh, the, the stream tonight. And the reason is because I started listening to We're Alive again, and I was really in the mood for survival stuff. So we're going to see how that goes. Now let's see if I can hack a computer. But I downloaded, like, you know, uh, audio mods and other stuffs. Oh, I locked myself out. Um, so, yeah. I'll let you know how it goes, and I'll have a report next week. Very cool. Very cool. We should try harder to see if we can get some of the We Are Live people on the show. Should. That, that's such a great... No matter how many times you listen to it, it's so good. Very, very good. So, shall we get into the lore? We shall. All right. We're going to start out with our companions of Fallout 4 um, part uh, whatever. Seven. I don't know. We're doing the faction guys today. We're starting out with Preston Garvey. Preston is an officer of the Commonwealth Minutemen, a volunteer militia operating in the Commonwealth. Preston joined the Minutemen at 17 under the command of Colonel Hollis. He believed in the Minutemen ideals and quickly rose through the ranks. Not everyone in the Minutemen held to the ideals as strongly as Preston did, and there was a lot of infighting within the group. Shortly before the events of Fallout 4, Mama Murphy had a vision of Trading Hub Quincy being attacked. Most of the townsfolk just saw her as a crazed addict. But Sturgis went behind the town's back to summon help from the Minutemen. 
Preston and his commander Hollis arrived to find gunners besieging the town. They temporarily beat back the gunners and began to fortify the town, but were defeated by the indefatigable mercenary group. Ex-Minuteman Clint was the leader of the invaders, and he attempted to bring terms of surrender. Hollis rejected those terms. Did you burn Paladin Dance? Here, no. Rick? You're in Arcjet. I always burn Paladin Dance. I thought you liked Paladin Dance. I do. I love Paladin Dance, but he's fine. He has all that armor. Wow. He's tough. He can take it. And he he would rather, you know, be in the flames than have me put into danger with all those synths. I know. Uh Uh-huh. I know it to be true. (laughs) Whatever. I personally like to protect the people I'm with. I get their backs. (laughs) I watch their backs. I'm really surprised, Rick, that you don't burn Paladin I've only done it once on my, like, evil playthrough. Yeah. I did it on accident the first time, and I was horrified. And now every time that I play through Arcjet, I, I just, I, I have to do it. I have to do it. Wow. I can't believe you do that. <laughs> that sounds like such a me thing. <laughs> but he's fine. He's fine. He has all that power armor. He's fine. <sighs> Right. I like how, though, when you do hit that button, you, like, walk up and you're like, Hey, bro, you okay, bro? I just, like, turned that engine on, bro. You all right, bro? And he's like, I'm fine. And he's, like, sitting on the ground panning. <laughs> I love it. The uh, That's one of the instances in which the voice protagonist is such a good thing. I especially like the male protagonists, you know, and he's like, oh, my God, <laughs> dance, are you okay? I had no idea the activate engine button would actually activate the engine. I am so sorry. <laughs> I like that. Ugh. But back to back to Preston Gravy. The battle went badly and the Minutemen's requested reinforcements did not arrive and Commander Hollis was killed. Preston escaped with a small band of survivors, and they fled to Jamaica Plain. Clint and the gunners caught up with them, killing several, and Garvey fled once more into the ruins of Lexington. This is really odd for me to read because uh, one of my brother's name is named Clint. <laughs> like Eastwood? Um, yeah, just Clint, and it's, it's really awkward to, to read about someone else named Clint. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not that common of a name. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Anyways, Lexington's ghouls drove the few survivors onward to Concord, where they were trapped by raiders inside the Museum of Freedom. Yeah. An, under attack by raiders, this is where the sole survivor first encounters Preston. As the last surviving Minuteman officer, Garvey takes it upon himself to name you general, and together you can rebuild the group. If the player reaches a high level of affinity with Preston, he will reveal that he suffered from depression and was suicidal, but the player's friendship and the revival of the Minutemen have given him something to live for. Preston is one of the romance options. Preston likes... Huh? I just... The way that he is personality-wise, like, hey, I got another quest for you. Like, I could only imagine how that relationship would go. Yeah, he would be so needy. Yeah. So needy. I don't think it would go so well. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I wonder how many people actually actually romance Preston. I'd be interested to see. He doesn't seem to be very popular in the, uh, like on Twitter. You don't see a ton of people like, oh, Preston. No, probably not. I don't know. 
Not at all. Preston likes offering to help people, crafting weapon mods, helping the Minutemen, getting Mama Murphy clean from Kim's. He dislikes the Brotherhood of Steel, asking for money, theft, using the fat man, and bringing Kim's to Mama Murphy. Maximizing approval with Preston Garvey grants the United We Stand perk, which increases damage dealt by 20%, as well as increasing damage resistance by 20 points when facing three or more enemies at once. Wow. That That's a good like a, perk. Sounds like a pretty OP perk. Uh-huh. He will instantly leave if the sole survivor attacks a minute man. Garvey has a carry weight of 165. Hey, look, it's Gene the dog seller. Oh, that's who that is. I, yeah, go buy a dog. Well, I never saw that before. I've never seen this. So just, you know, highlighting this guy and having a skull around him, I'm like, okay, this is going to turn into a deadly fight for me. No, he's friendly. It's interesting that he's such a high-level character, though. Ah, Have a skull. A well, to be honest, I'm actually not that high of a level. I'm only level 8. Yeah. I only started yeah. this last week. Interesting. I don't want to buy a dog. Um, Preston's got, I don't know why I wrote down Preston special, but I did. He's got five strength, 10 perception, seven endurance, nine charisma. Seriously? Nine charisma? <laughs> Who are they trying to kid here? Eight intelligence, 10 agility, and eight luck. I, I think the eight luck is a little high too. I don't think Preston is a very lucky fellow. No, no. Well, Preston, go ahead. <laughs> No, sorry. I was just going to say the charisma kind of works if you think about it. I mean, he convinces you to be a general the second he meets you. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, I'll go ahead and rebuild the entire Commonwealth. Wait a minute. How'd I get rid of And he the does bit? also convince you to do all the work for him. Exactly. All the work. He is more uh, cunning than you think. You're right. You're right. I'll, I'll let that go. I'll let it pass. Preston has an imposter that you can meet as a random encounter. I've seen that guy. <laughs> I've never found that, and I'm no. so sad about it. It's, no. It's pretty cool. I would really like to see it. It's pretty cool. Settlers and townsfolk will recognize Garvey and give him small gifts. And I've seen that, and I think it's pretty funny. You know how, like, in Megaton in Fallout 3, you're, like, walking up to your house, and the lady will run up and be like, hey, we all pitched in and got you this, and it's, like, a couple bullets or a little bit of caps or Nuka-Cola. Right, right. They do that for Preston in this game. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never seen that. What are your thoughts on Preston? Uh, as annoying as he may be, um, I actually did enjoy him as a companion when I used him. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt good, especially with the lore that I was doing. At that time, at that time I was uh, doing Nate. He was my, I guess you could say, Minuteman character. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I was going to have Preston Garvey hanging around, hanging around with me. And he didn't get me killed. If anything, he actually helped kill things. Uh, yeah. And, and I did find out if you just stick with, like, if you've got some tenacity and some gumption, and you stick with everything he requests of you, he stops requesting things. So really? it all, yeah, it all goes away. Like there was a point where I was playing and all of a sudden <laughs> I would talk to him and he's like, all right, have a good day. And then like, that was it. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's no settlements to save. There's nothing to go do. <laughs> he's like, no, no, we're good. You did everything. 
I need to interject here. Vindertron says, I made the mistake of sleeping with him. Now he calls me babe. Ew. <laughs> it sounds like he would be the, not like ew, but it just, it would sound like he'd be like, hey, babe, how's it going, babe? You, you doing okay, babe? Hey, babe, what's up, babe? Like, because you know how he is. That's funny. That's very funny. That's funny. That, yeah, I don't know. He just, again, it just doesn't. He's all like, ah, oh, Preston, it's over. <laughs> Can't you take a hint? One and done, man. It was one time. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's like that, oh, like, man. he's like that jock who just doesn't want to give up. No That's way. funny. No, we're cool. We're cool. She's my babe. It's cool. Or whatever. I, I really like Preston. I think he's a really good human being. Mm-hmm. I do. I do, too. And he's a lot better now that they've sort of uh, updated the game so that he's not constantly hectoring you with settlement requests. You know, you get those mostly through Radio Freedom now. Right. And so I think he's a lot better then. And I, I remember feeling really frustrated with uh, – I feel real – I remember feeling really I'm, – I'm sorry. I just forgot how to speak for a minute. <laughs> I remember feeling really frustrated with Preston. And then feeling just terrible about it after finding out about his mental health issues, you know, uh, because we all either have or know someone who has struggled with that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just felt like, man, you know, I should have really been supportive of Preston Garvey. <laughs> oh, now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's true. That's all I really had about Preston. You want to talk about Deacon? Let's do it. I actually don't know much about Deacon. I love Deacon. Deacon is so fun. Um, Deacon. Go ahead. He's a stalker. No. Well, yes. a little. Like, those stories that you hear about dudes that hide in porta-potties, like, that's him. <laughs> I guess Deacon is literally a stalker, yes. But that's part of his charm. Oh, right. Because, yeah, that's charming. <laughs> it's charming because he's not a romance option. That's okay. All right. It's okay because, <laughs> because he, yeah. Anyways, Deacon, he's an intelligence agent working for the railroad. He's very secretive. His age and real name are unknown. He lies convincingly and often about his own history, at one point telling the sole survivor that he was one of the first freed third generation since who founded the railroad in the 2210s, and that he is the real leader of the railroad while Desdemona is only a figurehead. <laughs> wow, he sounds like a joy. After reaching the highest affinity with the sole survivor, he finally comes clean about his history. As a young man, Deacon was a member of the University Point Death Claws, a street gang who made a point of harassing suspected synths. They lynched a man suspected of being a synth, and Deacon was horrified at what he had helped to do. He withdrew from the Death Claws and started a new life as a farmer. He met and married a woman named Barbara, and they were very happy for a time. Their idyllic life was shattered when the Death Claws arrived at the farm and killed Barbara. To both of their surprise, Deacon's beloved was a synth. Deacon slaughtered his erstwhile companions to the last man. A broken, purposeless man, Deacon was soon approached by the railroad. He believed himself unworthy, but joined up anyway, vowing to do his best for the cause of saving synths. I was feeling a little dramatic when I wrote this, wasn't I? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it makes sense. That's an epic story. Yeah. 
I really need to. Uh, I really need to to play that guy's quest line. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is this story true? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think it is. I think it is. But really, there's no way to confirm any of this. What is certain is that he began serving the railroad under the name John D. and was one of only a few survivors of an institute attack in 2266. Deacon almost single-handedly developed the railroad's current methods of maintaining secrecy, including a pyramidal command structure and the dead drop system. In 2273, he began calling himself Deacon and survived another devastating institute attack. I love that conversation. What's conversation? The one I'm skipping through? Yes, the one where you ask Kaylin if there's a little something-something with her and Knight Reese. Oh. It can go so many different ways. She can just be like, you know, stay out of my business. Or she can be like, well, I wanted there to be. And I think he did too, but. That's funny. Yeah, I just was trying to skip through it to get the mission so I could get Dance as my companion. Yeah. They actually, um, what they did to me when I did this as Forrest Gump was they sent me to, uh, what's it called? Far Harbor. Yeah, that's where they're sending me to go. Oh, geez. I think that's the same place exactly that they sent me. Wow. And so I still don't have, um, I still don't have Paladin Dance because I'm way too underpowered. Yeah, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I can't make it up there, my scrawny little self. Yeah. I'll so. wake up Night Reese because I'm sure he'll love that. Yeah, he's such a grump. Ah, uh, he's a good guy. Anyways. All right. Um... Deacon can be found by the player before meeting the railroad. He is found all over the Commonwealth in various disguises. And there's evidence that Deacon may be watching as the sole survivor emerges from the vault and travels back to Sanctuary Hills for the first time. Deacon is not a romance option. He likes lockpicking, kindness to others, and helping synths. He doesn't like the Brotherhood of Steel, the Minutemen, or the Institute. And he hates it when you don't use the proper railroad protocols. <laughs> I could only imagine what that would sound like. Uh-huh. Do you have a I, uh, counter? I no, I don't. I like it. I really like it. Asking about the Geiger counter and mine is in the shop. and I, I love that kind of thing. I think it's so fun. Yeah. At full approval, you receive the Cloak and Dagger perk, which is a plus 40% duration for stealth boys and a 20% sneak attack bonus. Nice. As you travel, Deacon changes between a number of different disguises, the only <laughs> constant being the sunglasses that he never takes off. That's funny. Some of those disguises are so hilarious. He'll wear the red sparkly dress... Sometimes he'll just be in his in his tidy whities He'll turn around and there's really there's yeah there's uh, unclad Deacon back there following you around. Deacon has traveled to the capital wasteland and he references events of the previous games. For example, he'll mention that the water is drinkable in the capital wasteland. Huh? Is it? And yeah, because you. Uh, oh right, Project, Project Purity. Purity. That's the whole. The 
Okay, Rick. Okay. <laughs> we'll drop it. We'll drop it. The, uh, the black um, hair he has, the black uh, pompadour is a wig. Deacon's <laughs> natural hair is ginger. You know, he would be a terrible, terrible romantic option. Mm, yeah, it would be awkward. I love you. Really? Do you? Well, no. <laughs> but I kind of do. Okay. But he would keep you on your toes, though. It's true. It's true. There's a large subset, I believe, of the Fallout fandom that wants Deacon as a romance option. But with the heartbreakingness of his of his backstory, I'm not sure it would work. That's true. Whoa! They're poking a lot of fun at you in the chat room there, Rick. What? for? Oh, yeah. for the Capital Wasteland thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's to be expected. That's okay. It's okay. I'll just kill another cat and distract from it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Paladin Dance? Ah, yeah. The whole point of this whole thing was to, like, get a companion to play with. <laughs> yeah, I should have talked about Paladin Dance uh, while you had him instead of... But I thought you were going to keep him. Well, no, you can't get him as a companion. I forgot. I forgot. You have to do those stupid side quests yeah. for uh, for the Wonder Twins. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a good one i've never heard that one before yeah I like it. they drive me nuts man the one night one. reese man i just want to stab him in the kidneys i hate him in the kidneys wow super specific stab him in the kidneys now i see what you mean about the ghoul faces now i'm seeing it oh yeah yeah now that they're running at us so let's chat about Paladin Dance. Rick is showing us this uh, this ghoul. It's super gross. Super gross. It has, like, Joker mouth. All <laughs> gory and... You can spin him. You can... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder... <laughs> He's just spinning. Oh, no! Oh, this is disgusting, Rick. <laughs> He's just spinning the ghoul corpse. It was horrible, you guys. I, I, audio folks, you need to be so glad that you're audio folks right now. That was disgusting. Okay. Paladin Dance. Paladin Dance is a Brotherhood of Steel soldier serving in the Commonwealth. Dance has memories of growing up as an orphan in the Capital Wasteland scavenging to survive until he was finally able to open a trading stand in Rivet City. A young paladin Dance met another youth named Cutler, and the two became fast friends. Dance and Cutler watched each other's backs, kept each other out of scrapes, and earned a living together as traders. The duo joined the Brotherhood of Steel together, feeling that it was the best hope they had at a good future. The two trained under Paladin Krieg and served together. After about a year, Cutler went missing while on assignment. Dance led the search for Cutler's squad and found that they'd been killed by super mutants, with the exception of Cutler, who had been exposed to FEV and transformed into a mutant. Dance killed his one-time friend. He was brokenhearted, but believed it was the right thing to do. After these events, Dance harbored a deep and abiding hatred for non-humans, including super mutants, ghouls, and synths. Hmm. Dance was present at the assault on Adams Air Force Base and received a field commission to Paladin upon the death of his mentor, Krieg. Huh. Yeah. I, I forgot about his uh, buddy that he lost to FEV. Yeah. 
that was a really sad story. And it's one of the earliest things that you learn about dance. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that just goes to show the extent of the indoctrination of uh, the Brotherhood of Steel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he was... I don't know. But I guess his friend was was not his friend anymore. You know, he wasn't just... He wasn't a mutant in the way that... Um, I've forgotten his name. The scientist one that helps you. Oh, so he was a he was a. He a, wasn't like that. He was feral. Like, I guess uh, you'd say. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's. I thought he had hinted at that he was still normal. Oh really? I thought so. I should have listened to that conversation again. Yeah, you're the scribe. Yeah. By anyway, the, I was Virgil. Say, but, thank you, Nina Gorf. Gotcha. Um. By the way, I was going to say, I went back to the Sanctuary to get Preston Garvey, uh, and unfortunately, I have to do his stupid little quest, too. So, sorry, guys. This is a very companion-less companion episode. Corvega Factory. No, not oh, that one. Yeah. I, I got to go take over this, or I got to go help this farm. Oh, that's right. They the do Tin Pines Bluff, and then they send you to Corvega. That's right. But I've already cleared it, so. Yeah. Maybe it'll be okay. We'll see how it goes. Anyways, while you are traveling up to Ten Pines Bluff, we'll go ahead and carry on with Paladin Dance's story. Um, the young Paladin served with distinction, always representing the ideals of the Brotherhood, and became one of Arthur Maxon's most trusted leaders. Before the sole survivor's emergence from the vault, Dance was assigned to recon team Gladius to scout the Commonwealth and institute activity in advance of the Pridwin's arrival. Gladius endured a number of casualties, one after another, until only Dance, Halen, and Reese remained, holed up at the Cambridge police station, unable to contact command. This is where the sole survivor meets Dance and company, and can aid the Brotherhood in obtaining a long-range transmitter from nearby ArcJet systems. After the mission, Dance offers to induct the player into the Brotherhood of Steel. After a couple of side quests, Dance is available as a permanent companion, and that is what our, uh, YouTube folks just witnessed, our Twitch and YouTube folks just witnessed uh, Rick doing. <laughs> yep. yep. Dance's story is woven very tightly with the Brotherhood's overall story arc in Fallout 4, much more so than the other faction companions. At a certain point in the story, assuming the character is allied with the Brotherhood, it's revealed that Dance is actually a synth. Unit designation M797, registration DN407P. The player is ordered by Maxon to hunt Dance down and destroy him. When found, Dance disavows all knowledge of his true nature and encourages the player to follow Maxon's orders. He's so devoted to Brotherhood ideals that he's willing to die for them, saying he should be the example, not the exception. And this conversation with Dance just breaks my heart every time, Rick, every time. Oh, ah, wrecks totally. me. Totally. Yeah, it's so, so harsh because he's become this thing that he's hated for so long. And he doesn't know what to do with himself. Ah, I just, oh, it's heartbreaking. Well, the whole conversation you have with uh, Halen, uh, same mm -hmm. thing, same thing. It's very heartbreaking. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I think we talked about that actually with uh, Jan Jones. Yeah, we sure did. At this point, the player can set, save or execute Dance, but if you keep him as a companion, you will be enemies with the Brotherhood while you travel together. 
And just to interject here, I wish that they had given him some more character growth here. He became what he hated and learned to accept himself, but he still sees Valentine, Hancock, and Strong as monstrosities. <laughs> and it would be nice to see him open his mind a bit and maybe change his dialogue, because he's still like, remember, soldier, we're representing the Brotherhood out here. No, we're not, honey. <laughs> they hate you now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The indoctrination is strong with this one, maybe. Yeah, I just I wish that we could see a, a little bit more change from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, but you know, there again, that's one of those uh, pitfalls of Bethesda change, you know, in their game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whoa! I'm with the minute tools, lady. <laughs> Stick that thing in my chest. Whoa. This is lady holding me up with a pistol, and it's just in the middle of my chest. That is so funny. She had it pressed right up his abdomen. Yeah. Well, so funny. Taken care of. Uh -huh. Oh, there you go, Rick. Now you can go get Preston Garvey just in time for emails in the last words. <laughs> well, you know, we try here on Fallout Off the Record. You know, the annoying thing is my fast travel does not work. Oh, there we go. I got it to work. Like, I, I have to, like, zoom in and out a few times to get it to work. Look at that lovely car model. It's gorgeous. So pretty. Should still make cars that look like that. My, uh, I have a little Ford Fiesta, and it's actually almost that color. <laughs> I do not have a Ford Fiesta, but I do have a tiny car. Yeah, I think your tiny car is tinier still than my tiny car. Probably. I also have a normal-sized car, though. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there he does the lean back thing. <laughs> so let's talk to Preston. Garvey. Preston has impeccable taste in hats too. Yes, his fashion sense is pretty rad. Look at that vest. So stylish. My man, Preston. Oh, here we go. Let's talk about Quincy for a while. Mm -hmm. So we just heard this story. We sure did. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> I could have just saved a whole lot of uh, whole lot of air. We could have just rolled through that. <laughs> yeah. See, there he goes. Oh, there he is. Companion. All right. But back to Paladin Dance. Dance likes entering power armor, talking about the Brotherhood, helping out the Brotherhood, helping people, crafting weapon and armor mods. He dislikes theft, asking for more caps, helping synths or ghouls, and chems. Hates all those things. Every, well, there's only one thing. I mean, you like uh, helping everyone, but you also like your share of chems, so... I do. I do like chems. And uh, I tend to, I notice that I tailor my play style depending on who I'm hanging out with at the time. Um, if I'm with dance, I'm less likely to do chems. Because ah. uh, he'd be disappointed in me. Um, but if I'm with Hancock, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All the chems, baby. <laughs> We're like mixing them together and... <laughs> Stacking them up. Yeah, Buff it's jet. bad. Don't do drugs, kids. Drugs are bad. Dance is a romance option. Whoa. And after reaching maximum affinity, the player gets the Know Your Enemy perk. 20% damage bonus versus ghouls, mutants, and simps. And you cannot hit max affinity with Dance without completing the Blind Betrayal quest in which you decide his fate, you know, whether he will live or die. That's, um, a, that's a tough one to do. 
Um, yeah. Because it's like if you're going to do Brotherhood, but at the same time, you can't because... Mm-hmm. Actually, no, you can you can still keep friendly with the Brotherhood and keep him survived because it's just Maxon hates you, kind of. Yes, and he doesn't hate you. He still, he just, he wants to forget all that, you know? So as long as you leave Dance behind when you're doing Brotherhood-type things, you'll be okay. Gotcha. You, you, you can't just waltz on the Pridwin with Dance. I, I no, they'll all shoot at you. They will all shoot at you. You'll be in bad trouble. <sighs> Monkey. The if you have dance with you, the Brotherhood attacks you if they see you. Right. I am getting really frequent attacks on uh, Red Rocket by the Brotherhood because dance is there. Oh, that's why yeah. you're getting them. All right. We're constantly shooting vertebrates out of the sky. Nice. Just all the time. Nice. Um. That's always that's, fun to do. Okay, I actually had that in the notes. Good deal. There's some cut content dialogue suggesting that Bethesda considered including a way to challenge Maxon's leadership and become the elder of the Brotherhood of Steel, keeping Dance at his paladin rank. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that have been so cool? But I think probably the reason that they, uh, they didn't go with that is because they made this really really fanatical devotion to Maxon um, yeah. within the Brotherhood. So that would have, at the very least, caused a schism in the Brotherhood. You know, a lot of them would have left. That's true. I think a lot of them would not have accepted that. But I think it would have been such a cool storyline. That's true. It would have been. I, I thought that would have been really cool. I, I never knew about that. Um, yeah. I do believe that you have spent some interesting time Searching through some audio dialogues? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm embarrassed of this, actually, a little bit. Oh, the maybe so, brought it up. Nah, it's good. We're going to talk about it. All right. So, let's talk about it. According to the Nukipedia Fallout wiki, other cut dialogue uh, from both Maxon and Dance states that his first name is not, in fact, Paladin, but his name is Saul Johnfield Dance. Which, I don't even know what to think about that. Yeah, I like Saul. I think that's a good name. I'm not so sure about John Field. Um, that's a little odd. And uh, I thought, where is this? You know, and, and uh, I actually looked for for this on YouTube, and the only cut dialogue I could find on YouTube was the conversation talking about replacing Maxon, you know, where you talk about the litany and it will be done as written in the litany and it will be decided by combat and battle. Hmm. And there's this whole, it's really neat. You should look up that on YouTube guys, the cut content suggesting that um, you could become elder of brotherhood of steel. And it wasn't in there. And I went looking on the internet for the cut content, the cut dialogue. Um, Cause I just wanted to listen to all of it. Right, and yeah. see if it was in there because there was no source listed on the wiki. And so I couldn't find it anywhere. I did find a text file uh, saying listing the different text uh, that was cut, the, the particular text files. <laughs> so I actually spent this morning learning how to extract game audio and convert it into a listenable file format. <laughs> And I listened to all the cut audio from both Maxin and Dance. Wow, that is dedication, and there was... folks. 
Yeah, that's that's how I spent my morning today. And it was actually really fun to do. Uh, and now if you need any audio files, <laughs> I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> you have them and all converted. I, uh, yeah, I did not find anywhere in those files mention of Saul John Field dance. Hmm. So I think somebody was maybe trolling the wiki. I don't know. Um, so that needs to be either confirmed with the source or corrected on the wiki because that's not cool you know to be just making up names for paladin dance you never know and if that is true if somebody can confirm that with a source please let me know Uh, email us at falloutotr at gmail.com i would love to know if anybody can confirm that uh and also um so yeah I, i have like six audio files on my PC now of, of different inflections of outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. Come on, fast travel. So that was nice to, to at least, you know, listen to these dulcet tones of dance and Maxon. Anyway. He is kind of your bae, though, isn't he? Yes, yes. I, I heart Paladin Dance. Um, big fan of, of Paladin Dance. Yeah, I figured you would. Uh, I mean, you've always talked about him as your as your uh, interest. Yeah, he's the romance option that I picked on my first main character, and uh, uh, he's really the only romance I've done. I haven't done any of the other ones. I can't remember so. who I romanced. Oh, uh, I think it was Kate. It was Kate. Yes. Yeah, I remember you talking about Kate. That's right. I forgot about that girl. Anyway, um, she's probably at home. Like, where have you been, Rick? <laughs> 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 I've missed you so much. Actually, I think that character has been deleted. So these are your three sons. <laughs> Wait a minute! I haven't been home. How? How? I'm Irish. I can't. No, I'm kidding. Oh no. It's okay. It's okay. But let's talk about the timeline of of dance. A lot of people seem to think that dance was placed undercover in the Brotherhood by the Institute. That is not the case. He is likely a railroad-rescued synth who had undergone a mind wipe and had been evacuated to the Capital Wasteland. And I believe that all of his horrible childhood was an implanted memory, but um, everything from around the time he met Cutler was real. Uh, Because we can confirm that Cutler was a real person and that they enlisted in the Brotherhood together. Oh, cool. So it was only chance that he joined the Brotherhood and ended up back in the Commonwealth and I believe the Institute was unaware of Dance's identity. No, we can confirm that. They are unaware. Yeah, I was going to say they weren't aware until, uh, well, until somehow they found out. I don't even know. Yeah, not know. until right. the Brotherhood found out. Right. And that's all I have for Paladin Dance. All right. Yeah. Paladin Dance, our man. He was a great companion when I did do my Brotherhood playthrough. I did do a complete brotherhood playthrough where I killed killed Paladin Dance and mm-hmm. that absolutely sucked uh, terribly so I did that once I did that um, I did all of the different endings for achievements and I just loaded old saves on my one character and that just that was the worst that was the worst yeah it was not at all fun at all it was awful. It sucked. So yeah, that's that. You want to talk? You want to talk about X six eighty eight? Yeah, I don't know much about X six actually. 
I used him as a companion when I played the Institute ending. And that didn't take very long, and I never did get his full affinity. So I don't know if he has much interesting dialogue or or things like that. Um, so it was made last week, and <laughs> I had some pasta for the first time. That was pretty rad. And now I met you, so yeah. I think he's actually not even that interesting, actually. Really? I, I was unable to find a ton of information about X688 online. Or in the uh, the strategy guide or anywhere. X688 is a synth courser working for the Institute. Um, and the courses, of course, are kind of like Terminators. <laughs> There's not course. that much info out there concerning X6. Possibly because he's one of the more straightforward characters in the game. He is exactly what he is presented as. He has no secrets and not much of a character arc, as far as I can tell. According to the strategy guide... An Institute courser and the pinnacle of technological advancements in the field of offensive capabilities, X-688 is built for combat, can sense oncoming enemies from an impressive distance, and is invaluable with his advanced energy weaponry. And he's not even that good in combat. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. When you meet him to go and and recover the synth on Libertalia, uh, every time that I would meet up with him for this, he would be engaged in a fight with two Brotherhood of Steel guys um, nearby. And, of course, I'm not going to help him finish off these Brotherhood of Steel guys. You know, I'm friends with the Brotherhood of Steel. Right. And it would take, like, an hour for him to kill these guys. (laughs) It would take forever. So he's not even that good at combat. (laughs) X6 is one of the most accomplished coursers at the Institute and is used by father as a sort of personal agent employed in the more delicate operations, including those related to the sole survivor. He is the courser that is seen in Kellogg's memory. X6 is available as a companion after the synth retention quest and can be found in the synth retention bureau. He loves being a courser and is proud of the reputation that coursers have. The people fear him and he's glad of it. He says they should. Sounds like a cheery guy. Yeah, he's cold. X6 is the only companion who can follow the player in and out of the Institute. The railroad turns immediately and permanently hostile if you take X6 there. Hmm. He's in... Go ahead. I said, I guess they would. I'm just interjecting my terrible commentary in, in between your sentences. Just and don't. you should. <laughs> He's impressed with the player's combat abilities and talks about it with the other coursers. Most of his dialogue when switching companions consists of his threatening the other companions if any harm should come to the player. Hmm. I think that's pretty funny. I was... I was looking through some of his dialogue and he's like, um, I hope you understand your responsibilities. And he would tell Deacon like, um, I don't know who you are, but if any harm comes to this person, I will find you. Wow. And Deacon is like, I'm nobody, nobody to worry about. You just just carry on. That's funny. He does seem to trust, though, in Dance's Brotherhood of Steel training and in MacReady's reputation as mercenary. Cool. He's more neutral than the other companions, having fewer likes and dislikes. 
He likes the player entering power armor, crafting armor and weapon mods, aiding the Institute, and threats and intimidation. He dislikes charity, vertebrates, Kim's, public nudity, and he hates dog meat. What? He hates dog meat. I have seen this before, personally. Um, when the settlement is attacked and he's with you and, you know, it's your settlement where you have your companions, he'll be like, your pet is bleeding out over here. Maybe I'll just finish him off for you. Wow. Yeah, he hates dog meat. And X688 is, of course, not romanceable. Well, it doesn't um, sound like he'd be a cheery chap anyway. Yeah. He's such a non-entity that when I was making the list for this, you know, before I really started filling it in, I had actually put X whatever because I couldn't even remember his name. Wow. So I, I, I called him X whatever. I feel like that makes sense that he's very forgettable. I mean, he's just a robot and the Institute likes to keep the robots as robots, not anything more or less. So, I feel like it would have been better for the Institute if they had given you a better companion. Right, but I mean, what do they want their coursers to do? They want them to do A, you know, they want them to go from A to B to do Objective C and nothing more or less. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's just, um, if you're going to do an Institute playthrough, it makes total sense where you want some, you know, rigid animatronic type person to go around with. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't feel like... Like, Curie would not have been a good Institute scientist-type companion. You know what I mean? Like, she's too... She's too cheery to be... No, Curie's lovely. But you see what I'm saying. Yeah. All but they could have given you, like, an Institute scientist, you know, that would... That would be a, a heartless scientist, you know? True. And that would have... I mean, you know. But the problem... Or, uh... I don't know, maybe a courser that's a little bit, um, had some personality that was maybe the, the, uh, black sheep of the coursers. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I just, I, I, what I was trying to get at mostly was that it is cool that they made sure that all of the personalities of the companions faction wise, uh, fit the bill, so to speak. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. They do fit what they represent. His deacon is all secrets and lies and, and hidden information. And Paladin Dance espouses the, the ideals of the Brotherhood so well that he's even willing to die, you know, when he finds out. And, you know, Garvey is this, this guy trying to trying to bring hope to a hopeless world. Yeah. And and I guess you're right. You know, he's um, X6 is this, you know, just total, total machine, total machine. And it does fit. A really killing does. machine. A terrible killing machine. A literal killing machine. Alpha yeah. Grenade. Anyway. Archon says, because the scientist would be a thrill to drag through combat. I know, I, I see your point, but I, I, I was thinking of, like, um, Arcade Ganon, you know, uh, who, has, who has the scientific knowledge. He's, he's a smart doctor type fellow. Yeah, but he's also he's also got military background. Yeah, you have a point. You have a point. You know, you I mean, not, not to be cruel, but I mean. Well, they could have given you Harambe, okay? Oh my gosh! <laughs> As a companion, they had a couple mechanical. He's taking one of the synth gorillas. Synthillas. Synthillas. 
<laughs> anyway, that's all I have about X6, whatever, whatever. <laughs> X688. Oh, <laughs> uh, And do you want to talk about our weapon of the week? Let's talk about our weapon of the week. It's the laser musket. Um, I really do like the laser musket. I think it's a very cool weapon to be the sort of iconic weapon of Fallout 4. The laser musket is a homemade laser rifle available in Fallout 4. It is the signature weapon of the Minutemen. A laser rifle housing is attached to a wooden rifle stock with two lenses extending out through which the beam is focused. The player charges the capacitor via a hand crank on the back. It takes fusion cells. The laser musket makes a thunderous sound when fired. I like the laser musket sound. I like it very much. Three or more cranks results in the target being rendered into ash. There are a plethora of laser musket mods available. The player can turn the weapon into a sniping weapon or a shotgun. The laser musket is fairly powerful with the main drawbacks being slow reload speed and high weight. I wonder what it, how powerful it is as a shotgun. I've never really looked into that. I had one once. I don't recall using it. Ah. Hmm. I never really used the energy weapons as shotgun thing. Yeah, with the, the spreader or yeah, whatever. I never did that. Me either. So, I, I, I should probably try it. Yeah. <laughs> I just never got around to it. I'm not a big energy weapons guy, actually. I loved energy weapons in the previous fallouts, and I use them far less in this one. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I should probably use them more. I mean, I don't know. The Gatling laser it seems cool, but the, the spread oh, on it Oh, the is... Gatling laser is so good! Yeah, but the spread on it is insane. It's like, we're just going to shoot everything on your screen we'll, other than what you're aiming at. I don't know. Well, I think you just need to get good, Rick. Whatever. This coming from the scribe. Well, I had I found a Gatling laser for the first time in Nuka World, and I was attacked by a uh, legendary Deathclaw and an Alpha Deathclaw at the same time, uh. and I took him down so fast with that Gatling laser, and it was glorious. I loved it. It was so fun. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I really enjoyed it, and it's it's like something for me to do with fusion cores. Because I'm not using them for power armor, and I have, I have hundreds of fusion cores. That's right, they do use Just sitting around. I forgot Anyways, I, I like it. I like the Gatling laser. All right, fine. I'll give it another shot. I think you should. It's glorious. I'll tell you what I do love. The rocket launcher that I have no ammo for, actually. Hmm. I don't think I've used a rocket launcher in Fallout forever. It's awesome. I should do that. What the? Oh. Very nice. Forgot about that. Anyways, back to laser muskets. muskets. Preston Garvey's laser musket has been modded with a beam focused right, a beam focuser and a scope. I'm not sure what what my notes are supposed to say there. It's, Sorry, guys. It's a beam. Yeah, it's a beam focuser and a scope. Making it a long range weapon. An automatic version is available as a rare drop or as a reward from Sturgis when the player beats the game with the Minutemen faction. The automatic laser musket fires 20 shots without reloading and is fired by cranking it continuously, which is really fun to do. Really very fun. It needs a bit of winding up before it fires, like a Gatling gun. And a bit of trivia, the 2002 Disney film Treasure Planet featured a laser musket that also employed a crank. 
What? Treasure Island? Treasure Planet. Oh, Treasure Planet. Never mind. Yeah, you remember the little cartoon? I never saw Treasure Planet. Really? Wait a minute. Was that the... Uh, maybe I did. I can't remember. It was a fun little movie. It was cute. I'll agree. Yeah. Um, Archon says the legendary laser Gatling in Nuka World fixes the ammo problem. I don't know what that means. Uh, care to explain, Archon? Does he mean that you can use something other than uh, other than fusion cores? Maybe? I mean, I, personally, I would rather use fusion cores because there are a ton of fusion cores everywhere, and they last forever. I mean, the times that I have used the Gatling laser uh, gun. I mm -hmm. like having fusion cores. Yeah, it took me less than one fusion core to take out both of those death claws. And that was good. I think I used maybe one and a half clearing the whole of uh, the power plant at Nuka World. Wow. With the Gatling laser. Nice. Nice. Anyway, that was it for the Gatling laser. I or the, the No, the laser musket. The laser <laughs> musket was our weapon of the week. We were off the rails, Rick. Ugh, on the weapon. Man, that's really strong. Goodness. All right. Awesome. So we have some emails. We do. Let's read these emails. Let's read them. To scribe keeper of the sacred hats, Shaleen, and knight killer of cats, Rick. Ugh. Hi, guys from old Londonium Town. I came late to Fallout, but since playing Fallout 3 about two years ago, I have become hooked on this completely immersive world that Bethesda has built. Fallout 4 has continued this trend with a completely immersive world with a deep history based in the real world. This has even gone so far that I helped my wife plan a trip to Boston using mostly knowledge based on Fallout 4. I'm sure the glowing sea is much smaller now, right? That's awesome. One of the reasons I love Fallout is based in the world with a kind of retro-futuristic history. A weird reverse world where the past becomes the future, but with death claws. I am a mostly audio listener, and your podcast keeps me immersed in Fallout on my commute to work. This sometimes worries me, as when I get to my train station and the city, I start to imagine how the real world would look if it was Fallouted. I wonder, do you guys do the same and look at the world around you and just wonder how it might look like if we lived in Fallout? Do you ever think about a place and go, huh, that would be a good settlement or a defensible position? Or do you ever think about a place you could run to in the event the bombs fell? Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. R.I.P. Maisie. Kind regards, Lee. Um, well, go ahead, Shalene. I absolutely do this. I absolutely think about what I would do if the bombs fell, or I think about, you know, what that place would look like when it was wrecked out, you know, and, and post-apocalyptic. And I think about, you know what, this would not be a good place, or this would be a good place if we were attacked. And I think it's, it's a, a fun way of, of sort of busying that emptiness that can come in, in your in your mind sometimes, you know, that filling the silence, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I often do the same. Um, there, uh, if I travel down to my sister, uh, sister's house in West Virginia, um, there's a bunch of old decrepit, like factories that you can pass. Um, especially around Southern PA, there's a lot of old, manufacturing facilities that don't exist anymore, but yet the shells are still there. Um, there's also uh, 
down in West Virginia, there's the observatory, which is near her place, and it, it's like a bunch of huge satellites, and um, it's very fallouty. And I live near like two or three, I think, two nuclear power plants. Mm-hmm. Like really close to where I can see them from a hill. Um, so yeah, there's you know it's it's the East Coast. There's a lot of nuclear stuff around here, so um, it's just that. So, for instance, where I grew up as a kid, I grew up right near Pretty Boy Dam, which is the reservoir that delivers water to a ton of people. And during the Cold War, they had a barracks there full of ham radio parts, you know, tube stuff, because tube gear doesn't fry when an EMP blast goes off. Um, And they also had, um, like, aerial maps with wind uh, wind direction on them to like mm-hmm. if a bomb did go off near this reservoir or something or in DC or Baltimore you know they had wind maps you know showing which way the fallout would go wow. you know this was just right next to the house where I grew up and you know you don't, you don't even think anything of it but um, so you know and as a kid I was always obsessed with uh, war and that sort of thing so yeah I constantly I think about or fantasize if that's a good thing or not, you know, like if X would happen or if Y would happen, what would I do and where would I go and that sort of thing. Yeah. Interesting. And do you, do you ever think about like uh, things like this heavy stapler would be a good weapon if I ever needed one or. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean like in high school I was like, okay, I could snap a CD in half, take off my shoes (laughs) and run quietly and, like, use that until I found something better. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was all, like, you know, Wolverines, oh! So. Wow. Yeah, so, I'm glad it's not just me. No, I think a lot of people would do that more than they would admit. <laughs> like, you know, so if you ask most people, what's your contingency plan if someone to break in your house? They're like, oh, I've got, like, a whole bunch of Home Alone booby traps set up everywhere. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. <clears throat> So let's look back in on the chat room real quick. Back to our Gatling laser um, discussion. Archon says the Eternus doesn't use up any ammo. Ooh. How do you get that? I haven't seen that. Wow. The Eternus. He says you still need a couple of fusion cores, but they don't get used up. That sounds really OP. Yeah. Really OP. Um, interesting. Very interesting. And... Uh, Joseph Tao says he has used a legendary Gatling laser the entire game, and he still has over 100 fusion cores. Ammo's never an issue. And also, Joseph Tao says that he is in D.C., so if the bomb's dropped, he's done for. Oh, man, yeah. you're right near me, man. Sorry. Yeah. Toast. You guys are toast. If bombs did fall, I will uh, remember you for about five seconds while I'm running for my life. R.I.P., you guys. R.I.P. I would be okay because I'm in the middle of nowhere. Well, I know where I'm going. Yeah, there there are no no targets near where I am. No, you've got Area Fifty One down there, and like it's it's the Area Fifty One is in Las Vegas. It's but, in but, Las Vegas. It's in Nevada. Oh right, I'm thinking. really far from there. Okay, well, never mind. Well, Trinity. I mean, Trinity is near. Um, you're thinking of uh, White Sands. Yeah. It's not it's not near enough that it would be a problem for me. Okay. Well, I was going to say, yeah. like... New Mexico's huge, Rick. New Mexico is very big. 
So there there are several like army bases and stuff in New Mexico. I'm not near any of them. Okay. Well, I was going to say like Area 51 would be kind of those like, you know, like they talk about like should we bomb this place? <laughs> they would be like, "Well, we don't really know what's there, but maybe we just should on the safe side." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like one of those places, but yeah, all right, fine. It's in Nevada. I forget these things. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'd be fine. I'd be totally fine. I'm near everything important, and so is Joseph, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah, you guys are toast. All right, yeah, you guys. Sorry. I'll miss you. I'll think of you fondly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to our, our next email. Hey, Rick and Shaleen. I have been listening to you guys for a long time. If you could have a personal weapon that you created, what would it be named and what would it look like? From Tim, a.k.a. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, what about you? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure either. I should have thought about this before. We sh- I should have mentioned this to you, too, before the show, so we could have an answer ready. I would probably want a melee weapon. Something like, um, like a super sledge or something. Yeah. I- and, I don't know, I've got that pink baseball bat, and that's pretty, pretty close to what I would create on my own. Pretty darn close. I want a uh, black powder revolver, like a replica from the old Navy black powder revolvers. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'd name it Dylan. That's what I would do. Nice. That's what I would do. Very nice. Yeah. I like I like black powder stuff. That's cool. Probably wouldn't do me much good in the real world if crap would hit the fan, per se. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, it was, if it was real, that would be bad. But, but yeah. If it's for a game, that would be fun. Oh, what the super mutant and a settler? I've never seen this before. Are they? A t- no, they're coming for you. You are apparently a, a bigger threat than the settler. Did you just bomb the settler? I might have. I think you just threw that grenade directly at the settler. <laughs> uh, Good well, job, well, Rick. Wait, Good wait. job. Now, wait a second. Um. If the grenade didn't get her, the car that blew up because of my grenade and oh, flung her body paper. over in front of me as like a, see, you did kill her. Uh, yeah, that, that, that would have done it, the car. But, the um, face palm is real, you guys. <laughs> I'll save you. Oh, body man. lands at my feet. That was brilliant. <sighs> Um, Archon says the Eternus comes from the fifth or sixth occurrence of the Amoral Combat quest. Oh, cool. I only did one of those, and then I quit. This is very interesting. Because it was horrible. I don't even know what that is. So the um, you, can, you can run people through the gauntlet and fight them. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I felt pretty badly about it. So that's all I have for emails. Do you have anything else you want to chat about? Nope, I don't have nothing. Except for oh, okay. next week, I will have uh, a good bit to report about my uh, Frost playthrough. Ah! Exploiting vehicles. I'm looking forward to hearing about Frost. Oh. Yeah, nice. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it after I get to eat my Chinese food tonight. Very nice. So, yeah. Very nice. That, that's it. That's it. And we are... Uh, yeah, we're doing good on time. We we have to be careful not to go over two hours because then things get all splitty up and we don't want to have part one, part seven, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
because YouTube's craziness. But yeah, we're at an hour and a half and a Perfect. bit, so we're still good. Awesome. Yeah, I don't have any other announcements other than hopefully next week my board will be fully operational. And uh, I'll get the uh, vertebrate off the ground, if you will. Lovely. Thank you, Rick. Uh, I had one announcement that I wanted to make. Um, on October the 29th, our friends at the Fallout Feed will be having a 12-hour charity live stream. They are also raffling off some Fallout and Skyrim items, and all of the proceeds will go to benefit the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So Rick and I both really encourage you guys to, to go donate to this. It's, uh, it's a good cause. And uh, you can visit asapodcasting.com for more info about this uh, charity live stream that the Skyrim Addict and Fallout Feed uh, guys will be doing. Yeah, and, and just in case uh, you guys don't know what cystic fibrosis is, it affects your lungs uh, and can pretty much it's, – it's not a good disease. My cousin actually three weeks ago passed away from it, and she was 25. So cystic fibrosis is no joke. So – I would encourage everyone, please, please go check the stream out. Do what you can. Um, if you can't do anything monetarily, you know, tell someone who maybe can. Um, this is, uh, yeah, this whole subject is, is definitely near and dear to my heart. Uh, so. Yeah, a little signal boost is the least we can do for these guys. Yeah, like I said, if you cannot do anything monetarily, the best thing that you could do in that case is to share it on your social media and tell everyone that you possibly can about it. Um, I mean, a dollar might not seem like much, but a dollar is a ton when uh, the inverse is nothing. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that's all we have for announcements today. And uh, best of luck to you guys with your charity live stream. And uh, I will check it out if I'm able to. I don't think I will be, though. I think it'll be working. But good luck. Yes. You can tweet at us. At follow OTR, you can tweet Rick at Rick McVick and me at Shalene L. We are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash OTR is our Facebook page. We also have a handy-dandy Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash OTR. You can email us at falloutotr at gmail.com and we'll read it eventually just like those other ones. <laughs> like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, for more great content just like this, youtube.com slash quest gaming network. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Leave us a review on iTunes. Those really help us out. And we like to give a little shout out to folks who give us a five-star review. This week we have JML Pug and Trevor Sell. Thank you guys so much for those five-star reviews. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We record live on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. And we are, of course, a part of the Quest Gaming Network, and the network has many other great shows that you can check out streaming live to Twitch. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, QGD and D. And later on this evening, Dancing with Daggers will be right here on this Twitch channel uh, doing some ESO stream. They're doing that, uh, there's like a Halloween event in ESO. They're going to be doing that, I think. And I think later on this evening, at like 1 a.m., uh, Ivarwin's going to do some Elder 2? Yep, 2 a.m. Okay. 2 a.m., Ivarwin will be going live with some Elder Scrolls. He's been doing that a lot lately, some late, late night streams. So you guys can check that out, too. Yep. 
That'll be great. I can only man- imagine what all shenanigans he gets into that late at night. <laughs> right? So that's it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And I uh, hope to see you all next week when we continue with part eight of our unusual suspects, where we will talk about what subjects, uh, what. Uh, let me just look at the list. Real no, quick. no, I mean, we don't have to. I mean, is there a theme of all of them? No, it's uh, the the rest of the non DLC ones minus Hancock. Hancock is going with the DLC ones. Oh, OK. So it'll be Curie, Strong, Kate and McCready. Awesome. Well, I look forward to that as I do every Unusual Suspects. And we will be doing more Let's Plays for the rest of the month while we're doing these, while we're doing this series. And hopefully I'll be able to find them at that point. I guess I guess I can go get, oh, forget it. I keep dying. I guess I can go get uh, Kate. Yeah, Kate's not hard and McCready's also not hard no, not to all. get so awesome well thank you so much and Shaleen what is the last word outstanding <laughs>